Welcome to Sports Without Borders, episode eight. And I got it right this time, Dalen. Last week was episode seven. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Goddamn moron. I'm just, I mean, like, I don't even know what episode we're on. I'm so tired. Uh, but special guest this week, we've got Darian. Uh, Darian, I have no idea who you are, but uh, do you hate Dalen's guts as much as I do? <laughs> um, it just depends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's either one side, there's either you hate his guts or you really hate his guts. It's Darian, one or the other. Darian, pick your side. <laughs> Oh, you know, I can't choose. join the good side or join the dark side. Both are fine. <laughs> it's, e- it's either B or RJ. <laughs> you pick now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so uh, NBA free agency this week, Tyler Skaggs, we mourn his loss. Uh, Goodwin wins the 40 yards of gold. And then also Coco Goff, the youngest person to win a Wimbledon match since 1991. We'll get to that later on. Dalen, over $3 billion, with a B, was spent on free agency on day one. It was the craziest, I think I heard it was like the craziest seven hours in basketball. <laughs> I mean, and still it's the insane. number one free agent has yet to sign. And, and real quick, uh, before we move on, um, we are, um, since we do have, so Darian, uh, Darian Davalos is my little cousin. Um, he's a big sports fanatic, and so he's on today's show. Um, big part is because he uh, lost his uh, man, D'Angelo Russell, to the Warriors. Oh, don't mention it, bro. And if you, if you do notice some audio differences, we kind of skip out a little bit. Um, it's because we are um, recording over Google Hangouts, um, and this is the first time we've done this, so it might be a little spotty. Um, but we hope you enjoy the show regardless. But yes, free agency has been absolutely insane. And the number one free agent, that is Kawhi Leonard, has still yet to sign. There is so many questions I have right now about Kawhi Leonard because he has not made any motion to the fact of where he is going to go. Like, I've even heard that he might go to the Phoenix Suns for crying out loud. Literally, he could, he could go literally <laughs> anywhere. The only thing he's been vocal about is like the other day he said, I'm not talking to any teams today. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm at this point where I want Kawhi Leonard to. I want him to sign to to anybody but the Lakers because it seems like he could definitely make a team better. Like, look what he did with Toronto. And he could, if he'd re signed with Toronto, we talked about this last week, that would be great to see if he can go back to the NBA Finals and win another champion. What, what do you think, Derry? Do you think yeah. Kawhi should go to what, what team do you think he should go to? Do you think it would be wise for him to sign with the Lakers? I believe that if, if he wants to really succeed with going with his teams, then the Lakers could be a good choice. He can go with LeBron and then have Anthony Davis, and they could possibly make a super team. But I believe that he's going to go to the Toronto Raptors, go back there. Oh, he's going to stay. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. And try and get, the, get another win there. But it's going to be hard because there's going to be – you know, the Bucks trying to fight for that spot again. And then maybe the year after, the Nets could come in with a healthy Kevin Durant, maybe after. Because this last season, or I think this next one, KD will definitely not be in. But maybe after, they can have a good competition with each other. And that's, that's actually a really interesting point you bring up is a lot of people talk, oh, the Nets, man, they're going to be so hot. It's like, but keep in mind, they're not going to have Kevin Durant for a year. And so they're going to have this year to grow and see how the other players mesh, but they're not going to be a superpower team in the East quite yet. I think they'll be more competitive, 
Like, that's for sure. But th- they're going to be without Kevin Durant, which a lot of people keep forgetting. Yeah. And, yeah, because they're going to have Kyrie, which people are speculating that he's going to be, you know, a locker room mess, you know. But And then there's going to be DeAndre Jordan, which would be a nice little fit. For that little, trio, I love I love DeAndre Jordan, RJ. He Dude, I love I him so much. We were talking about that, and here's the I kind of laughed when I saw DeAndre Jordan sign with the Nets because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving gave up ten million dollars less just for this guy who has right. basically been a nobody since he left the Clippers. Like nobody, ba- nobody barely remembers which team he was on. Okay, so he went from the Clippers to the Mavericks mm-hmm. to the Knicks. Um, yeah, now and, he's to the Nets. But the thing about him, and I think one reason he's going to pair very well with a guy like Kyrie Irving is DeAndre Jordan as a center. He needs someone to facilitate his game for him, which is why he did so well with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul with the Clippers. Oh, sorry, guys. My phone just <laughs> went off. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, it was It was my wife. Um, I'm starting to join the dark side, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because he shows off to us like, look at me. I'm married. I'll just, I basically want to just give him a middle finger thing if I ever have a, the chance. Just living my life so over here. The ring fingers. <laughs> Perfect. But no. So I, I, DeAndre Jordan is a player. He's a center who needs someone to help him facilitate his game. So, like I said, that's why he did so well with. Blake Griffin and with Chris Paul. And then afterward, he didn't really have those players to facilitate his game, which is why he's gone downhill. But now with a point guard like Kyrie Irving, who can do whatever he wants. I think we're going to see him throwing lobs to Deandre. Like he was throwing lobs to LeBron. I mean, I can, I can see it. I just, I mean, I won't be able to tell how this net team is going to do until Oh, I see oh. KD fully healthy. Right. And obviously everyone's thinking the same thing. When when he is back, then every then all the pieces are going to be there. And then I'm going to say, okay, are we really looking at a new ch- – are we looking at a championship team or are we going to look at another Brooklyn Nets bust? Because we all know what happened the last time they got some big superstars, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. But they, they were also everyone, a thousand years they, old. Everyone looked like they were like, <laughs> they're going to be the next super team. People were saying they're going to win the championship. They barely got to an even record. I love the idea. I, and it was so funny because everyone was like, oh, my God. But it was a super team of 36-year-olds. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like I understand like Kyrie is 27 and Kevin's uh, 30. But still, like they're, st- they're not up in age. But Kevin Durant is getting to that point where after his four-year contract, he might want to consider, all right, I, could, I only got maybe two years left on me, especially since now he just tore his Achilles. I know that I'm I'm very curious to see how his injuries that he's had will play into the length of his career. Right. But going back to Kawhi Leonard, um oh, here we go. <laughs> um I just one thing I saw, I think it was like a New York Post article, which we all know how fantastic of a news source the New York Post is, but apparently very. um it um in his questioning he he did ask the Lakers if they tried to trade for him. Um, when he was being traded from San Antonio. So I I think Kawhi is trying to see how wanted he is, I guess. I don't know. But honestly, I think at the end of the day, it, it is between the Lakers, Toronto, and the Clippers. So we'll we'll see where he ends up. I mean, 
there's a lot of teams out there that have the cap space for him and that would want him. Like, I know I, this is going to sound ridiculous and you guys are going to laugh your asses off when I say this, but the team that's going into the next season with the most cap room is the Thunder. They have over $116 million. That's right. I forgot about that. So think about this for a second. Let's see the let's see Kawhi Leonard go to flipping Oklahoma City, yeehaw, and ride all the way with Russell Westbrook. I mean, does anyone else want to see that? Because that would be kind of interesting. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's I mean that's interesting. I do it, I do not see but... Kawhi Leonard meshing with Russell Westbrook whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally do not like Russell Westbrook because he just he's all mostly like he's a good player and the when he averages like with his triple doubles that's great but it's just he'll focus more on his personal stats and he's all like hype like he'll get hyped over sh- making a three after going like one for 17 on threes you know he's just not I don't think he's the best team player really to play with and I don't think I'd like to see Kawhi with that but I guess we'll see if they have enough cap room <laughs> I mean, there's very right now. I just looked this up. So now they do not have the number one cap space. Uh, the Clippers have the what is known as the quote practical cap space, thirty three point five million dollars in available cap space. Um, good thing we're not a part of the Miami Heat because they're negative forty two million dollars in the hole. For oh my god! <laughs> well, especially since they just got. Um... Um, Jimmy, dude. Oh, and this just in within the past 22 hours from Stephen A. Smith. So Andre Iguodala was traded to Memphis. Um, Who he was traded to Memphis. You cut out Andre Iguodala. He was traded. No! So, yeah. uh, but listen, Andre Iguodala was traded. Um, and of course, it's reported by um, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski um, because he's oh, he's a god. Um, so <laughs> he Andre Iguodala traded, um, sending to Memphis for a 2024 projected first round pick um, and a 2025 projected first round and 2026 unprotected. But Stephen A. Smith reported that everybody, all the sources have told them that Andre Iguodala is working for a buyout from Memphis to go to none other than the Los Angeles Lakers. I saw that. Basically, now the Lakers were what the um, Warriors were a couple of years ago, where everybody wants to go there, even if they take less money. Like, look at Boogie Cousins. He took a $5 million contract for one year where he could have very well, he could have taken at least $15 million a year from nearly any team, and he chose to go to the Warriors for way less just so he could try to win a ring. And surprise, just like the Knicks not getting the first overall pick, the Warriors didn't get the championship. I bet you Boogie goes unsigned. Well, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, apparently, the Heat and the Celtics are looking into Boogie right now. I hope to God that he doesn't go to the Celtics. I will burn everything I own. <laughs> he has no market. He gets injured every second he's on the floor. Very true. Yeah. Very true. If they well, if, if the Celtics do sign him, it better be for like no more than what IT signed for with the Wizards. Right. Yeah. I don't blame yeah. you there. Yeah. And apparently, Boogie. Before, you know, he got signed because, yeah, like we, we were saying with like he wanted to get the free ring. But he when he took the less, apparently the it, what was it? It was yeah the Pelicans asked like they gave him like, well, it was like an offer for like 20 million for like two years or something like that. 
and he declined that just for the Warriors one. Now, which I mean, I I understand like fr- to an extent where you want to get a championship. You've you've worked hard. Why not? Because you're thinking the Warriors are dominant. Why not go there? And then here comes Kawhi Leonard with the Toronto Raptors and just wrecks everyone. Just, <laughs> just destroys their dreams. Now, RJ, I do want to get your thoughts on Kemba Walker going to Boston. Do you like that? Do you like him over Kyrie Irving? Now, uh, I'm just going to do this one thing. I'm just going to do this and uh, plug your ears. Fuck yeah, baby! I am the happiest man alive! (laughs) Kemba Walker is ten times better than that piece of garbage. I will take him any day of the week. And Kyrie Irving signed the exact same deal to the Brooklyn Nets, and I think he should have gotten no more than a shiny nickel. I am so happy that Kemba <laughs> Walker is signed with the Celtics, and he deserves every penny of that 141. Let's go. He's going to be so much better because Boston has such a young, talented team with a deep bench, and what they need more than anything is a leader at point. And guess and what? He That's what Kemba leader. is. There, there was no better place to go for Kemba than Boston. That was a beautiful, beautiful place. That oh, I was just I, when I saw that, I swear I just could hear the angels singing from every direction because <laughs> it was like you go from it, which it was when he was with the Celtics, very he was pretty good at point guard. Kyrie Irving, which at first I wasn't a huge fan of, then he kind of then I liked him, and then I didn't like him at all. And then I heard rumors of Kemba Walker is looking at the Celtics, and I'm thinking, there's no way Kemba Walker is like, you know, he's the top five free agent this year. There's no way he's going to want to go to the Celtics. Then Woj comes in and says, hey, guess what? He just signed a four-year, 141 mil contract with the Celtics. Get I'm that like, money, boy. I'm going. He deserves Dude. every penny of that. And I'm telling you right now, I want to see the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals it, at least. I think it is a much, much better landing point um, in Boston than with the Lakers. I think his game would have been stunted with the Lakers, but with the chance oh, with Boston, he's going to be able to flourish. And he's got, like you said, he's got a young roster surrounding him, and he's going to be basically, even though he's 29 years old, he's going to be basically the leader of this team. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. Well, and I think with the environment that Kemba's going to have, he's going to thrive so well because – Looking back at Kyrie and how well he's done, because he's done good, but think of, like, he's played with, like, LeBron, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and then all the, everyone on the Celtics, like Al Horford and all those good players. And Kemba hasn't had much, you know, good players to really thrive with. And now that he's on the Celtics, he's going to do great. And now he can he actually have a good, good coach. Yeah, and he was doing good – you know, by himself, like statistically with the Hornets. And now he's just going to do great with his environment. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch, man. I'm just, I'm just excited because it's like, as a Celtics fan, you all, and like, I always want someone that can lead the team. And it's like, you know, we, we couldn't afford LeBron James when he was a free agent. And and I didn't really want him because Everyone was going to be looking to, all right, he's making a move. Let's see where he goes this time. And I didn't want all that pressure on him where Kemba Walker, he doesn't have all of the pressure like, for example, Kevin Durant will or Kai, or uh, Kawhi Leonard will. Kemba Walker is just kind of like that guy is like, all right, I've got my money and now watch what I'm going to do with this team. Now, Darian, because 
I know you've been so heartbroken about it. <laughs> how how do you feel about your boy D'Lo going to the Warriors? Devastated. <laughs> Cue sad trumpet music. <laughs> and to Literally, give you a filler, I... Darian is a Timberwolves fan. Yep, I yep, I love me some Timberwolves, but oh my gosh, I okay being honest i was saying like oh there's no way we're gonna get him but deep down i was like oh my gosh we have to like he's good friends with carl anthony towns we can release with andrew wiggins who as actually <laughs> i you know darian has a deep-seated hate for andrew wiggins <laughs> <laughs> just everyone's like oh he has potential but he hasn't shown it in like the first four years that he's you know oh my gosh but we could have, you know, gotten rid of Andrew Wiggins and Gorgie Jang and could have possibly gotten rid of Jeff Teague and could have gotten the cap space for possibly a max deal. But no, in the end, D'Angelo goes to Golden State. Now, and go ahead. What? Go ahead. I, I was just saying that, like, I saw this thing and, like, I don't, I don't blame him for going to Golden State because there's, like, he's just, there's, he can kind of thrive there but he's gonna get traded when he's there because there's no why i guess the only reason golden state wanted to get him was because they didn't want to let kevin durant just walk off with right they wanted you know hey let's get d'angelo because he could be great trading just for any other team but oh i was uh, i thought we were gonna get him i was so and i think i think it is very likely that um he does get traded um, because, okay, so yeah, I'm in this, uh, um, was a CBS, whatever it is, article. It says, the Warriors managed to get something while losing Kevin Durant. They ended up acquiring D'Angelo Russell in a sign and trade deal with the Nets. However, Mark Stein told the New York Times, um, on the New York Times, or Mark Stein of the New York Times, Jesus, can said, you talk? I know. Said on the Dan Patrick <laughs> show that he expects Golden State to eventually trade the All-Star guard for compensation because he does not fit there whatsoever, which is very obvious. Because why oh, yeah. why do you need him when you have Steph? It just doesn't make sense and he's not going to convert to a shooting guard. Um so I I do very much suspect the Timberwolves will make a move for him. Um it's just a matter of what they can give the Warriors. Yeah. And see, that's the hard part is that because we don't we don't really have any seeing from Andrew Wiggins having his whole deal. He was just a complete bust. And we paid we paid a lot of money to try and keep him because we went from him with Kevin Love. And it's just I guess if we try to really make the cap space, we, we, it could hopefully work. But now I'm just kind of my hopes kind of down the drain with D'Angelo because and apparently there was like an article where he never said yes to going with the Timberwolves because he went to like their free agency meeting like the first like the, we were like the first team and he never said yes, but he never said no. And so he chose Golden State over us, but I guess we'll have to see what happens. So, plays out. so yeah, so then here's the question. We all know that right now the number one free agent right now is Kawhi Leonard. But besides that, what's I want to get your guys' opinion. Who is the shocking uh, free agent that's still available right now? 
Oh god, let me look up a list. Um, uh, I can just like, give you like I could give you a couple right now. Just what I'm saying, like Boogie Cousins is available. Marcus Morris is available. Oh, is uh, he really? Yeah, wow. Kelly Oubre Jr. is available, but he's a restricted free agent. <clears throat> um, Danny Green's available. Um, let's that's see, a, Willie Cauley Stein, Jabari Parker. There, I mean, Rajon Rondo is still available. Um, okay, here we go. Here's a big one, Vince Carter. <laughs> Why has no one picked him up? He's old as hell. <laughs> he, okay, I hope Vince Carter finishes off his season with the Raptors. I want him to do that so bad. That would be a perfect way to end off his his just his whole career. That'd be awesome if he went to the Raptors just to sign the one deal and be done. It would be fitting. Um, all right, and also just breaking in real quick. I know that we're not even remotely close in, close to talking about this. Uh, women's soccer team advances to the World Cup final. They defeated Woo! England two to one. <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, awesome. we were uh, watching it in the studio right before uh, we're recording right now. Um, so yeah, this gives you uh, listeners an idea of when we record this. This is a. Uh, um, right after the uh, match of U.S. versus England in the World Cup. And, um, yeah, uh, Rapinoe was out. Um, no one really knows why. Um, she didn't do warm-ups. She was on the field um, in her um, – it looked like she was in her warm-up clothes, but the person um, in, who took her place in the starting lineup scored the first goal, um, and then Alex Morgan uh, scored the second one with a header, which was fantastic. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So, I mean <clears> – <throat> Kawhi Leonard, I want to see him go to a team that nobody would expect it. Like I, like I said, I heard on flipping Fox Sports that they were talking about how there's a, even a solid chance he could go to the Suns. I don't know why he would want to go to the that, Suns when no. they have basically nothing. It's not going to happen. But I want to, I want to see him like you know the Clippers would be good. I mean, I want him to. I think he should just resign with Toronto, even if it's for one year, two years. Right. And I and I know that's going against what I said last week when I said like sign for a five year max contract and be done for the next five years. But now that I'm seeing how free agency has played out, I kind of want to just see him okay, sign with Toronto for one or two years. And if you can't return just even to the um Eastern Conference finals, 28 years old, and he's still got plenty of time career career ahead of him uh so i'm looking at um danny green and it looks and so it basically um this is uh coming from mark stein again um and he's saying that um danny green should be a really sought after player because he is a three and d player meaning he's a three-point shooter and he's solid on defense like that those are his games right there um but He's pretty much saying his destination is directly related to where Kawhi Leonard winds up, I guess. Um, but I like I think I I don't know where Danny Green would be a good um, pickup at. Honestly, it's like hard to say. Um, yeah, maybe I mean, maybe somewhere like like Dallas. Um, Dallas. Dallas wouldn't be bad, but the only thing is like. They've already spent a crap ton of money in the free agency, so it makes me wonder: Do they even have the money for it? Maybe the Knicks can get him. <laughs> oh, the, let's just, we need to dig out. <laughs> we need to dig out. Uh, who is it? Stephen A. Smith out of his 
crippling Nick's depression over here. And just that would be fine by me. But like he needs something so that he could just like not be such a mopey mess right now. And then the Knicks got so wrecked. Oh, God, they got wrecked not only in the draft. They just got wrecked now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, and then they got like the off brand Zion Julius Randall. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, it looks like Danny Green is holding out on making his decision and he, he doesn't want to make his decision until um after Kawhi does. Which is smart because, I mean, right now, obviously Kawhi is the number one free agent. I think Kawhi just needs to make his decision. Yeah, and, he needs and there to it is. So Mark Stein tweeted, um, um, Seth Curry reached terms. Uh, okay, Seth Curry was is with Dallas. The Mavericks remain in pursuit of Danny Green, league sources say, but Green is determined to wait on Kawhi Leonard's decision before deciding whether to stay in Toronto. So if Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto, Danny Green is staying in Toronto. That's exactly what that says. If Kawhi Leonard is gone, Danny Green is gone, and it sounds like he's going to the Mavericks, which I would really particularly like to see Luka Doncic, um, Kristaps Porzingis, and Danny Green together. I think that'd be fun. Here's my question for you guys real quick. Kristaps got the, I think, third or fourth most money on free agency, on the first day of free agency. In my opinion, that he got a lot of money that I don't know right now if he deserves. He's good, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, I think it's kind of scary with him because – since he came off this injury and hasn't been playing for a minute now, so I think <laughs> how long it'll... has it been? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I know that. Yeah. So I guess, but I guess if they want two of the great European players, him playing with Luca, that would be. I guess yeah, I'd be willing to pay it. I just I I am very reluctant to give him so much money, and like if he comes back as a star, awesome, great, worth. But it's very shoddy when we don't know coming off of an injury and being out for so long and joining a team that is kind of still a little bit rebuilding but has the talent. Um, if he can hold up, awesome. But it, it uh, Mark Cuban, man, he's taking a shot. Mark Cuban takes his shots no matter what. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That That is Mark Cuban. That- <laughs> exactly. So, but wrapping this up, free agency. It's still crazy. We don't know what's going to happen. By the time we record next week, I hope Kawhi signs with someone. Just I know. We'll buddy, see. Because then we can probably talk about it. Watch him just Ooh, hold um, out to the, the deadline. <laughs> everybody, like, he gets down like with one minute left, and he just decides he's just going to go, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to sign with the Knicks. And it's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> That would be the would be biggest. Sur- oh my God. Stephen A. Smith would have a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, then RIP Stephen A. Smith. Uh, but sp- uh, this is a terrible transition. But speaking of RIP, Tyler Skaggs. Oh my God, uh, RJ. That was awful. <laughs> we got that. No, we're keeping that 100%. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my God, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. RIP. Tyler Skaggs, everybody, uh, passed away not too long ago. Uh, he was 40th, 40th pick in the first round of the 2009 MLB draft. Um, 
I kind of there's a little bit of a tie to uh, Missoula in a sense because he played with the Orem Owls, which is the rookie affiliate of the Angels, um, and they played and he played against Missoula. I don't know how he did. I'd have to do some research, uh, but they ended up postponing the game. Um, they ended up postponing the game that they were supposed to be playing against the Rangers uh, due to this. Um, and, you know, it's just it's not always this is something that it was totally sudden. Nobody knows really what happened. Yeah. Uh, just police responded to this call at, I think, like 2.15 in the afternoon. Uh, they don't suspect any foul play was involved. However, that usually isn't that's usually the ba- that's usually a bad sign and probably was going through some stuff. Yeah, they uh, it's yeah, they found him unresponsive in his hotel room um they're as of they're running an autopsy um july 2nd today um just to give everybody a, a day um but yeah it's, it's is, a shame man 27 years young yeah exactly and you know <clears throat> you never want to see someone go through stuff like that and it sucks because you know when i i feel like with baseball it's a lot more of a tight-knit community because a lot of people don't really follow baseball anymore uh, as much as say like, you know, the NBA or the right. NFL. Um, and so like when someone in MLB does pass, you know, it seems like the entire baseball community comes together for this one player. Like for just last night um, at the um, Osprey game that we announced or that I announced, we held a moment of silence and we just know that he did play uh against Missoula, I, I'd have to look and see or ask one of my bosses how he did, but he did play against Missoula while he was uh, with the rookie or, rookie affiliate Orem Owls, which I think is pretty unique that he made it all the way up uh, into the major leagues. Um, while he was in the majors, he went 28 for uh, 28 and 38 with a 4.41 ERA, seven seasons in the league. So it's not like he was oh, man. He wasn't he, terrible. He just came out of his rookie contract too, man. Yeah. So that probably was that might have been leading to something, but still, regardless, uh, Tyler Skaggs, it's never something that you want to. It's never something that is good to talk about when you see something like this happen. And I'm glad that the Angels decided to postpone the game uh, because that was, I thought that was fitting because you know the Angels probably were like, okay, we probably shouldn't play since this just occurred, and I'm glad that they decided to postpone it. Right? Yeah, I like that. Good call. So, but um, and I'd like to apologize just now for all the crap that uh, I ju- that I just did. That I'm going to receive a lot of crap later. That was a terrible transition, oh. and you guys are laughing at it. Oh God, it was so bad, but it was so good. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are laughing. So let's move on to something a little more upbeat. Forty yards of gold. Forty ers Marquise Goodwin. We all know the name. He won this competition that was just participated in Sunrise, Florida. He won a million dollars by beating Carolina Panthers cornerback Dante Jackson by 0.05 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think about this for a second. I've always wanted to see what would happen if we had like this 40 yard, if we had like a 40 yard dash tournament. And it finally happened. And I got to say, that's actually pretty cool, though, that they did something like this. And I, I didn't even know this, though. Marquise Goodwin was an Olympian. Was he really? Supposedly, or like he was tra- training for the Olympics. Was he? Was he a sprinter? Uh, I'm I'm looking into it right now, but apparently he was uh, like he was in the long jump. He was in the like trying to figure this whole thing out. But 
I think that's pretty impressive, though, that he... Okay, so it says he was a star track athlete at Texas, competed in the long jump in the 2012 Olympics. Hey, good for him, man. I had no idea. But <laughs> um, earlier in the night, Goodwin raced through the offense side of the bracket, defeating uh, Arizona Cardinals receiver Demir Bird, Atlanta Falcons receiver Christian Blake, and Denver Broncos running back... Oh, Lord. What? Khalif Muhammad? I hope I said that right. <laughs> Um, but let's see. He originally be, uh, set to begin. Uh, he uh, went against Kevin Sneed. Um, he was an you know the D two All American sprinter, now the Giants receiver. Mm-hmm. But he was qualified after a pair of false starts. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> um, Oopsie. So then Blake was. So then Blake was. Re- uh, then he was replaced by Jets receiver Robbie Anderson. Um, and then he beat New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara. So, and then some of the other defense, um, let's see here. Some of the uh, people that Dante Jackson beat on the defense side of the bracket, Trey Waynes, Jalen Merrick, John Franklin III. But he beat John Franklin III by .01 seconds in the semifinal. That's so crazy. It's like... I can't even like you'd have to slow that down so much. And even just the, the slightest, like how just it would be like barely a toe, like in front of him. Like, like I could, could you imagine like if they had to do a side by side instant replay of that? And it's just basically like the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Oh, literally. <laughs> but that's insane. Um, So I think that's I'm, I kind of want to see more stars go at it. But again, obviously their schedules need to need to put come together i need to see i want to see like flipping saquon barkley go at it i want to see if john ross can really still run a 4-2-2 right that'd be very interesting i mean but then again like i said a lot of the schedules would have to line up in order for it to happen yeah but who knows at least we get to see fun stuff in the uh um pro bowl weekend Right. And I mean, yeah, that makes it fun again, but I think of some of the like really guys, dodgeball. Like you guys are gonna do dodgeball hey, as hey, one of the games. Hey, don't <laughs> knock on dodgeball, okay? It's the greatest dodge sport. you can dodge a ball. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> greatest movie ever and the greatest comeback in sports history that never happened. Um but I I, I just think that they need to improve a little bit on some of the games. Like dodge like the dodgeball is fun and all, but I'm sure they're like, we just got elected elected to be a pro bowler. And then this is how we're going to be treated. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I think it's better now because there were so many years where, um, like they they would treat the Pro Bowl like just way too serious and it wasn't enjoyable. And so I they in the especially in the past four years, um, or in the past like five years, I guess they've made it a lot more fun. And a lot more lighthearted, which is, I think, what fans want, but apparently not what you want. It's not what I want. I want. I mean, okay, I get the games that they do, like the obstacle courses, or like the. My favorite is the kick tac toe, like oh, where it's the, great. You know, the kickers shut up. The kickers where they you know kick <laughs> through the uprights. I love it. That is fun. But other than that, it's because get, you, get you're just obsessed creative. with kickers. Hey. For the brand, man. For, for the brand. The brand. <laughs> I got. Hey. Then again, though, I'm waiting for the day when I see Pat McAfee watch walk across the stage and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But that'll never happen. Hey, you never know. You never know. The day that happens is the day that I will fully 
just I jump into a swimming pool full of honey if that happens. Oh, and you have my word on that. Okay, we will. That would be expensive, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a single bottle of honey. We don't have the budget for it. But we can find a sponsor to pay for the swimming pool and for the honey. I'm sure of it. Okay. We just enough. told them, hey, back on the day of July 2nd, 2019, when this was recorded, I promised that if Pat McAfee makes the Hall of Fame, I will jump into a swimming pool of honey. All right, Terry, we got to hold him to it. Oh, hold dude, me to it because, because <laughs> I want it to happen. Probably won't happen. I, I want to jump into a pool full of honey, um, <laughs> but that's a lot. Of like, honey. <laughs> I mean, we it it can happen. I mean, it does. I didn't say how big it has to be. Like, it doesn't have to be like a Olympic sized swimming pool. It could be just like a kiddie pool full of honey, and I'll still jump and fully submerge in my submerge myself. All right, find that loophole. Uh, we'll stick into our word. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But I know Dalen would fly. <laughs> from texas to montana just to see that i know you would uh real quick um i think we got to wrap up here soon but um i did want to bring up uh cory goff uh the 15 year old who uh took out venus williams in the first round of wimbledon um absolutely insane um she beat her straight up six four six four in the first round um she was the youngest at 15 venus was the oldest in the match at uh 39 um, literally when they were in the qualifying rounds, um, or in the qualifying matches, um, Goff was, um, I think it's Goff. Um, yeah, it's Goff. yeah, she yeah. was, she was literally taking like a, a science test during the qualifying rounds. So <laughs> it's, Are you kidding me? it's absolutely insane. And, but yeah, she, she took out Venus Williams. So good for her. I don't know how far she's going to make it. I hope, you know, she holds her own and you know if she does go down i hope she can you know go out with her you know chin held up and if she does make it awesome like 15 year old wedding be able to take any money home yeah she yeah i think i think so i don't know the rules well i'm just saying because like for example like if you're in golf if you're less than 18 and you're considered still an amateur you can't take any money even if you're not an amateur you still can't take home any money Oh, weird. Who knows? Well, I mean, we're going to we're gonna have to look into this because, I mean, I'd like to find out, like, she's going to get – it's a pretty good purse if you win the just the first round, let alone the championship. But for a 15-year-old, that she'd probably be like, uh, now what? Yeah, I don't know the rules on that, but I just wanted to give a congrats to her because that's super awesome and crazy. Sports Without Borders, Episode 8 in the books. Uh, we got a Twitter finally at sports underscore borders. Go give us a follow. Uh, we'll try to do some more content on that Twitter so that we can get it populating and we can get some more interesting things posted on there. And, uh, Darian, thank you very much for being a part of this episode. And hopefully you'll join uh team hate Dalen's guts very soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. All right. <laughs> I like the sound of it. We want to hear by next week. So, uh, as always, Dalen, I hate your guts. We'll see you next week. Sounds good, buddy.